entitled Marketing the Third Reich by Mark O'Shaughnessy, written in 2018, and also inspired by a speech by the person who is the focus of this final thought, Joseph Goebbels. He um, gave a speech in 1928 entitled The Art of Propaganda. So Paul Joseph Goebbels was a German Nazi politician and Minister of Propaganda for Nazi Germany from 1933 to 1945. So a little bit of context before we get into his art of propaganda. Yeah. In 1933, Hitler had just been appointed the Chancellor of Germany, and the country's becoming increasingly controlled. And so in July 1933, the Nazi party is declared the <coughs> only legal political party in the country. Wow. In the next month, August 1933, the then President Hindenburg mm -hmm. dies, and that then makes Hitler the head of state. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, um, Hitler decides that he needs to have a propaganda master, a puppet person behind him, to help make sense and calm the nerves of the country, but also to convince them mm -hmm. of the party's anti-Semitic views. Mm -hmm. And so Goebbels is appointed in 1933, and very quickly he makes good on Hitler's concept, which is called the big lie. He wrote this in his book, Mein Kampf. Mm -hmm. And so he says, if you are going to tell a big lie, sorry, if you're going to tell a lie, mm -hmm. tell a big lie. Mm -hmm. And if you tell it often enough, people will begin to believe it. And I feel like that is like the core of propaganda, right? Yes, yes. it is. And so his philosophy on the art of propaganda focused on simpleness. Prof says that's very important. It's not simplicity, <laughs> it is simpleness. simpleness. Mm. Everything was kept very simple yeah. so that there was no miscommunication. So in fact, he came up with his own Ten Commandments of propaganda. Yeah. And so some of them were like, if you are a German, make sure that you're German till the end. Yes. If somebody um, denounces Germany, you should kill them. Very strange things. Yes, but yes, the yes. whole point was that you have to understand what being German is and you have to fight for that till the end. Yeah, ideas first, yeah. ideas mm. were, very were very important to him. Yeah. And so he says that key is to follow other good examples of ideas and simplicity of simpleness and he gives the French Revolution as an example Christianity the Enlightenment where they had a very simple message. idea simple yeah. message that was very easy to articulate and so he used his position in the Nazi hierarchy to influence papers cinema the theater music radios to coordinate the entire country behind what Hitler believed and there was there was a lot of cohesion across all these platforms which I think is very important yeah. I'll give some statistics actually about exactly and so at the core of his philosophy philosophy was the simple idea that after World War I, Germany remained a great country, even yeah. after all the embarrassment that they had gone through, the demilitarization and all the other the money that they had to pay back, the reparations, yeah. and that it was their destiny, destiny, to be rulers of the world. Oh, wow. And so eventually, um, we know what happens, World War um, II goes on, and yeah. Hitler commits suicide in 1945. Mm. And Hitler had said that when he dies, that um, <coughs> Goebbels is to become the new head of state. Yeah. But the next day, Goebbels himself committed suicide. He was like, not yeah. today. Yeah, he and his <laughs> wife poisoned their six children and then proceeded to commit suicide. Yeah. So he was head of state of Germany for one day. One day. Wow. Yeah. He couldn't stand the heat. He could not. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about the two forms of propaganda and especially how it manifested itself in mm. Germany, right? Mm. So you've got two forms, really. You've got the overt and you've got the covert, right? The covert is what is subliminal and it's usually through psychological operations. So really yeah. stuff that uh, Cambridge Analytica and people like those have done. Mm. And it's very subliminal. And they basically uh, operate with anonymous agents yeah. in the worldwide web who attempt to influence our uh, you know our opinions yeah, uh, about behavior. issues yeah. personalities and products yeah, right and and that's the kind of propaganda I think we have all around us mm. today yeah, yeah subliminal definitely precisely mm. but then we've got good old-fashioned propaganda. Uh, propaganda as was practiced in Nazi Germany yeah. you know or about 50 years ago yeah. 
And they did that very, very supremely, right? Um, and in fact, in my view, the Nazi party was one of the most effective propaganda organizations of even one, mm. two millennia. Mm. And we keep saying really. propaganda is not a it's bad not thing. It's not a bad thing, yeah. precisely, right? It, it's, it's, it's not. Well, in this no. case. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the, the Nazis used it negatively. Yeah. Mm, yeah? Of course. And, and, but they were supreme tacticians in communication. Mm. They had 10,000 hours in guerrilla methodology, yeah. right? Because th their movement began in you know, Bavaria in mm. uh, the early 1920s. Yes. Mm. And so they had really practiced the art of under, underground revolutionary yeah. methodology. Yeah. Yeah. And so by the time they're getting in, in 1932, they're, they're supreme. Here, listen to some of the st statistics. Right? <laughs> by 1941, Goebbels' propaganda unit had about 1,900 staff. Wow. Right? Wow. 1,900 staff hmm. running the operations that you were talking about. Yeah. Right? In the same year, he had about 10,000 trained Nazi evangelists. People <laughs> they called propagandists. And, and Wait, these so are like pro prophet or war types or like clever people. <laughs> no, no, clever people yeah. who actually went and were trained, yeah. you know, to in knock on doors. Things. Yeah, to knock on doors, ah. for one-on-one -on -one oh, wow. meetings, and to, to convince people Let about, me share with you the word of the Nazi the party. Word, precisely. The wow. They were evangelicals, right? Yeah. Um, so 10,000. This is a massive operation. Yes. They allege in the same year that the party held about 200,000 public meetings. Wow. wow. Can you imagine? And that's, that's expensive, no? That's that's about 550 yeah. meetings every day. Oh so so th they were also just present mm. everywhere. This one of the strategies was just to be present Presence, all the time yeah, yeah. in in people's faces, mm. you know, 100% of the time. But the, the other thing they they were very good at mm. the, is is that they were masters of choreography. Mm -hmm. Right? They understood that politics is about perception. Yes. And the party would routinely uh, host mass rallies in which they would um, have columns of marching youth that had been regimented into military and paramilitary formations. Mm. And, and the idea there was to project a state that had a lot of confidence, yeah. that was, you know, was enthralling to the people. And if you go watch the videos on the on that, you actually do get a sense of that. You do. They're very organized. Their outfits look beautiful. Precisely, yeah. precisely. And in fact, the spectacles were supposed to project three things: mm -hmm. power, order, and solemnity. Okay. Right. So power, just you know, the power of the state once again. Mm -hmm. The order, um, yes. w where they had been chaos before, mm. and then just this, uh, you know. Uh, all-powerful uh, state called the Nazi party. Yeah. And then they also had a doctrine. Uh, ein Volk, ein Reich, ein Führer. What one people, mean? one Rome, mm -hmm. one leader. Yes. So that also helped the propaganda. It you know it tied up everything, everything. Yeah. into that simple. one message. And yeah, that goes back to that simpleness of the message that everybody can yes. understand. And there's a Precisely. few other things that they did. I have a story, but, oh, no, but no, 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 but you go first. And then sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to brief the monotony. Just trying to be nice to you. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so there's a few other things other than the the marches and the ceremonies. Mm -hmm. They also were very careful about how they picked their name. So it was the National and Socialist Party. Um, and they, it was they picked national and socialist because these were um, concepts that predated Hitler himself. Mm. Yeah. And they mm. thought that these things, if you were a socialist, you knew what that meant. If you were a nationalist, you knew what that meant. Yeah. And so it meant people could just ride on this omnibus of, of names. Mm. The other thing that they did was they had a salute, the Nazi salute. I won't do it now, but you. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it. It, but it was a device created. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a device created to identify party members mm. and the movement. And they even had a way of saying hi. So it's a thing about rituals. Rituals, Everyone's yes. walking around saying, Hail Hitler. Hail, Hail Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. It brought people together. Mm -hmm. um, then the other thing that they did was they suppressed and integrated the newspaper and made use of radio. Yes. So interestingly, before Hitler came into power, mm. the Weimar Republic had started to... Um, have state control over the radio waves. Mm. So this is a classic example. And now when Hitler comes in, he uses now this state control mm -hmm. and content to his advantage. To his advantage. Yeah. So a good law then that, that was then had tragic unintended sort of consequences. consequences yeah. right? And then the other thing that they did was invasion from within. So you guys are speaking about what was going on in Germany, but they also had Nazi party cells all around. Yeah. In Austria, yeah. Poland, all these places. Mm -hmm. And they would find their version of the opposition. Then they would co-opt them. They would tell them, listen, we're going to put you in power and we're going to make you very influential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so his yeah. idea was German is not yeah. only, Germany is not only Ge great in Germany, in, yeah. in, Germany. Germany, in the region. Yeah. And so his way of going out there was an invasion from within. Yeah. The other thing that he did, and that, like you rightly said, was organization was key. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Hitler had the ideas, but Dr. Goebbels breathed life into them. Yes, yes. He's such a, one a who, phenomenal yes, job. And mm -hmm. even actually, um, they would have these uh, daily press briefings. So there was a daily press briefing officer who would send them to Hitler. Mm. But Hitler had the last word as to what would go out and shape public narrative mm -hmm. every single day. day. Mm. It's so interesting. You, yeah, a little bit, you get a taste yeah. of Putin, you get a taste of Trump, yes. you get some Obama. Yes. You can yes. see, and we've said this this week, almost everybody learned their propaganda methodology yes. Yes. from yes. Hitler. Yes. 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 Propaganda and optics. I want to give a short story about Sidney and the Chai. You know and when 2M says he'll give a short story, he speaks forever. <laughs> but it's okay. Go <laughs> And, and my thinking here is that successive governments in Kenya seem to have underplayed the importance of optics, mm. of, of you know perception mm. in the presidency. And that's kind of eroded the power of the presidency. Yes. But uh, let me give you a story of how the first government of Mzee um, Jobu Kenyatta appreciated the need for optics. Right. So the story is about Simeon Chai mm -hmm. and the event that he organized in 1964. Mm. So in October of 64, Nyachai, who was then the DC mm -hmm. for Nindara, mm -hmm. uh, is called to Nairobi to organize the December 12th Jamhuri Day celebrations. Mm. So he was in charge of the seating arrangements. And he decided, so he, he had basically had a tabula rasa. Mm -hmm. So he decided Mze should sit, should sit alone on the high dais, mm -hmm. right? Accompanied only by the VP and his wife. Yes. But uh, Charles Rubia, who was then the mayor of Nairobi, mm -hmm. protested that decision. He thought he should throw the fit. Absolutely. <laughs> and he said, you know, I am the first citizen of Nairobi. Yeah. You know, I'm the mayor. I am number one. I am number Nairobi. one in Nairobi yeah. city. So yeah. I ought to sit next to the president. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure Sonko would. <laughs> Something similar, yeah. Right? <laughs> but Nyachai put his foot down. Yeah. And Nyachai said, you know, this is the head of state. His power and aura cannot be diluted but by a mayor. Yeah. Who, who, who are you? Okay. So a, mere, a mere mortal. A mere mortal <laughs> such as you. So he took that executive decision, yeah. um, put uh, Mze alone on the high dais. Yeah. And predictably, when the day came, Rubia put up a fuss. Mm. And when, you know, Mze comes, uh, he, he sees a bit of commotion. And so he calls Nyachai over and asks Nyachai, so what's, what's happening? What's the commercial? Why is Rubia so upset? Hmm? And Nyachai whispers a word, tells him his rationale. And Mze says, well done. <laughs> Very good well choice. done. <laughs> <Props>. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, 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 and what um, this story uh, tells us is that Nyachai understood, understood the president's unspoken wishes. Mm, and he yep. understood statecraft. Yes. Yep. Yes. And for that... 
legend has it <laughs> that he was rewarded. Yes. Uh, the the he became PC. Okay. Mm -hmm. The youngest Kenya's youngest PC, PC? actually. The yeah. next year he was appointed PC of Rift Valley at the age know. of 33. This is good right? to know. But he yeah so he understood statecraft yeah, and these kinds yeah. of things and, and I think power. we ought to get back to that in yeah. this investigation. Yeah. That's very very true. Right? So Alex, yeah that's a very good story. History proves that the greatest world movements have developed when their leaders knew how to unify their followers and their, through ideas that were short and clear. Yeah. For example, Jesus Christ, his goal was clear and simple. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well done, TJ. <laughs> his teaching was simple. <laughs> Millions came behind this idea. So sometimes clever ideas don't have to be so complex. Yes. Mm. Break it down, simplify, and see people support it. 